balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm a physician. I've been in practice for 40 years. You know, when I started taking this, you know, I, I don't like medicines, and I probably have taken more people off medicine than I put on it. And so I looked at it, and it's pretty much a natural uh, element. And there's no question in my mind, knowing a lot of patients, that uh, people my age, you know, 60 and over, do not eat right. And they certainly don't get the appropriate uh, uh, nutrients through the vegetables, fruits, and things like that. So I think that it supplies the building blocks that your body normally would use to heal itself. And uh, if you don't get them, you don't heal right. So... It's amazing. I mean, I'm doing what I did two years ago. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code KATE. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. This is Eurythmics. I like other versions better. Hers is kind of her, him. I don't even know. Anyway, kind of creepy. (laughs) You know what it is? It's just techno, I guess. I just like my Christmas songs with maybe a little less techno than that. Anyway. It just sounds very 80s, as you could probably guess, because that's when it was done. Uh, so welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I've got Susan Reeve with me. Interesting info, man. Um, also, uh, Inside Out Hyperbarics. If you haven't figured it out, uh, we need to do things right now where we can sort of save ourselves from socialized medicine here in America. I got to be blunt, you know. Um, save yourself from it. Help your family. Invest in a and get a hyperbaric machine in your home. And you can put it away. It's really easy, super simple, and uh, but it's there when you need it. And believe me, <laughs> there's so many reasons why you would need it that this would be a game changer. InsideOutHyperbarics.com. If you really want to get ahead of the game, because a lot of people off air are just like, what should I be doing? You know, give me the uh, what for? Well, hyperbaric would be something that I would say, if you really want to change the game in your life and for your family members, I'd stay out of socialized medicine with the buffoons at at the hospitals. And I would go with, um, unless it's trauma, and I would go with hyperbaric because it's going to help you more because getting oxygen into that cell, let the body do what the body does best. And that is when it gets the oxygen into the cell, it's kind of amazing what can happen. Okay, please do this. Go to insideouthyperbarics.com and you're going to love it. You're, it's going to solve and help so many issues for you. Uh, neuropathy to um, dementia to it, it helps with so many things. I can't even tell you brain trauma to um, autoimmune. Autoimmune is huge right now. Lots of autoimmune being caused ever since we started the vaccination program. Ironically, you know, we didn't have chronic fatigue until we started the vaccination program. The MMR. Or just the vaccine. Yeah. Until we, until polio came up, we did not have chronic fatigue. Chronic fatigue started in 55, the same year that the polio vaccine started. 
Interesting. Yeah. In fact, I have a clip. Do you want to hear this? It's two minutes from Phil Donahue, of all people. Now, Phil was actually supposed to come on my show with his wife, Marlo, and they decided I was too political for them, and they were going to come on and talk about marriage. It was all set up, and so they declined at the last second. Whatever. Anyway, Phil Donahue did this two-minute, there's a two-minute clip because he had a panel of people trying to sound the alarm, and this was... 50, let's see, 20 years past the vaccine programs, right? Uh, 25 years. And they were trying to sound the alarm on the whole entire program. Here's the clip. Enjoy. Two minutes. Here we go. I think, uh, oh, whoops. I'm sorry. I <laughs> Is it not a Wednesday? See, I'm going to call it a Wednesday. Normally, I'd call it a Monday, so I'd have some excuse as to why I was screwing up. But nope. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I think, uh, but, but let's get, uh, he does make a point that uh, we should also say Saban is live and uh, live vaccine and Salk is, uh, is inactive, is inactive, inactive right. as we say in the laboratory. All right. Uh, how many was it, uh, they ask? Well, how many people know that, that the European epidemic of polio, there were about 20 or 30 cases in this country. Now, of course, the American doctors will argue that the reason why polio disappeared in this country was because of the vaccine. But then why did it disappear in Europe in the 1940s and the 1950s without mass vaccination. Why doesn't it occur in the third world where only 10% of the people have ever been immunized against polio or anything else? Ask the people in Great Britain. Ask the people uh, in Japan who uh, Gentlemen, if you please, I've got probably the smartest audience we've ever had. Question: uh, How long a delayed action, if any, would you connect this with, like MS? Is MS a possibility? Would multiple sclerosis be one of the uh, possible results? As a matter of fact, there's a new publication that just came out from John Hoffman, who's a close associate of Tony Morris's, that gives the references linking MS in later life to the early introduction of live virus vaccines like measles and like some of the others that are live viruses. Now, at the present time, I would, I, I would, I would, at the present time, I would recommend that anybody who has MS or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis or any of those degenerative neurologic conditions of later life carefully review their vaccine histories. I would also like to comment to that because in connection with my case, I've been doing some research. Let me tell him once again, uh, Ms. Gundy, that you are a Guillain-Barre victim uh, contracted following the uh, following your receipt of the uh, swine flu vaccination. Yes, I, I am in the process of writing a book about my experience and in the process I've done considerable research Research. And from what I have learned, it looks as if immunizations frequently cause autoimmune Yeah. <laughs> that was from Phil Donahue. That was in the 80s. I just, that clip that brought up a lot of good points. And we did not have MS that hit as hard as it has since we started having this program. That's why I look at the program as a whole. And there's a lot of like, I think, disinformation artists out there that will say it's just this new vaccine, the mRNA, and that, oh, mRNA can be good and it can be for, you know, all these good things for fighting cancer. That's what they want you to think. Good grief. Ever since we've had this program, we've had a lot more illness and disease. What does that say to people out there? I would hope that says something pretty strong. Anyway. (sighs) It's crazy. That was wild. Yeah. I mean, how many MS people did you know in the 1930s? Hmm. Or in the late 1800s. Hmm. 
I know somebody who got Gwilin Bar after mm-hmm. a flu shot. Yeah. In his 70s. Whoa, ouch. In his 70s, and Whoa. then spent the next five years having to relearn how to walk. Please stop taking these perfectly healthy. Stop taking the flu shots. Ah, why would you trust these people anymore? We've had clear evidence. I don't know why people still trust. I think because we're so brainwashed into trusting that program. Because your nice neighborhood doctor says take this. That's why. That's why. If the doctors came out and were actually honest about it um, and not getting paid through it, I think you'd see a big difference because then people trust the doctors, right? Doctors are right there to grab a dollar and say, come take this shot. Give me a break. Anyway, I'm so glad you brought up Samoa though. It's, that was such an eye opener and it's things that just get lost in the shuffle Mm -hmm. and forgotten in history. And so I'm so glad this guy started putting the pieces together and saying, was this the precursor and all these victims? It was like a punch to the gut it's like to good read it points so speaking of p- poor people mm-hmm. we'll talk about the homeless people because in new york city mayor adams has said there's so much rampant crime and so many people being victimized by the homeless he said we are going to just start cleaning this up and hospitalizing the mentally ill mm-hmm. and it's called housing our neighbors mm-hmm. <laughs> housing our neighbors sure so For some reason across the country, homeless advocates, homeless advocates have said you can't just pick people up and take them into hospitals and help them, whatever, Mm -hmm. treat their illnesses. So he is now directing first responders and outreach workers to transport people experiencing a mental health crisis to a hospital if they are a danger to themselves or unable to meet their basic needs. He insists state law gives him this authority. He said, we believe this is the first time that a mayoral administration has given this direction on the basis of need, standard, and official guidance. The city will set up, this is interesting, a teleconsult hotline, which first responders can use to actually show a clinical expert the person they're dealing with, Mm -hmm. hold up the iPhone or whatever, hey, this person's passed out here, Um, and from there, teams will decide whether to bring them in for a full psych evaluation. But here's the clincher. Here's the the loophole. It says, when the full evaluation happens, the psychiatrist may conclude this is not someone with mental illness. This is just somebody who's on drugs. Different issue isn't part of the mental health law. Are you kidding me? They're going to be able to tangle, untangle, oh, this person isn't mentally ill. Mm -hmm. They're just on drugs. Right. Because how many times are those commingled? Right. It's pretty absurd. The irony in all of this, it Mm -hmm. was Mayor uh, Adams who did a homeless sleep out in July of, let's see what the date is on this, uh, 2022, July 31st. Mayor Adams joins the homeless advocates at a sleep out. (laughs) He sat on a park bench alongside homeless advocates at the sleep out in Manhattan Mm. amid a citywide homeless crisis. Right. So you have to think, uh, is this a serious person? I can't tell. He just wants to uh, sleep out. I have to say that I have known cities where, and this continues to be the case, they say you have three choices. You can go to the homeless shelter where you will be evaluated and put on a jobs program if that's appropriate, or dry out, or, um, or transition into a drug or alcohol program. Yeah. Or you can go to jail, or you can leave town. Hmm. Pick. Yeah. Look at all the choice you have. Right. 
<laughs> and instead, you mm-hmm. have this chaos in these cities because billions of dollars are flowing through the fingers of the homeless advocates. Yeah. Billions yep. of dollars. Each person could be living a in gig. a very nice house for the amount of money that you pay an administration to whatever they're going to do with those dollars. Yes. Um, and on the heels of the San Francisco, I mentioned in the beginning of the, sh- of the hour today, Sam, this is from the AP. This isn't from like the sun or some weird, obscure site. Okay. This is the AP, the most non-trusted journalists in America. But when they come out with something, I'm going to tell you that they're doing this and it's pretty nefarious. San Francisco voted yesterday to give city police the ability to use potentially lethal, that's killer, remote controlled robots in emergency situations following an emotionally charged debate that reflected divisions on the politically liberal board over support for law enforcement, they went to this extreme. A little robot can come after you and use lethal means so you don't have to get an officer against their conscience to go shoot somebody. Wow. This is, this is big. I don't know if people realize. Uh, they went forward with the proposal to do this. This just makes me sick. What are your thoughts on this? I just think Armed anything robots. anything that powerful mm-hmm. is then going to be abused. Yep. And then also um, people who shouldn't have access to it will mm-hmm. get access to it and it will be World War Three in the streets. Yeah. And they say, well, that's already the case with guns. But is it? Mm-hmm. Not in cities that have a lot of weapons. Right. There doesn't seem to be the problem. So... They get all excited yeah. about these robotic <laughs> fighters and mm-hmm. weapon things. And so when they said armed at first, you know, people were like, you're going to arm a robot with a gun. And they said, well, we wouldn't do that yet. Yet. What we're doing is we're arming them with explosive devices to basically just blow you apart. So that's comforting because, you know, they have ethics. The board. I don't okay. know. Who are they going to use this uh, on? Yeah. The homeless? Patriots one day. I don't want to be fear porn, but I'm just, you know, can't you see this? Because what's going to happen? You take away the officer that could have a conscience and say, I'm not going to do that against somebody throwing a a little robot. Why not? And you can say they're a danger to others. They're a danger to themselves because of their views, because of their thoughts. I'm not trying to ratchet up fear. I'm just trying to get a clear picture on why they would do this, because usually there's an agenda. Because I've done too much history research. There's usually an agenda for doing this. And I think I remember reading about China Uh already having these. Now, they seem perfect for China. Yeah. China that is so repressive. Because if you have an armed robot going Mm -hmm. down the middle of a street, Mm -hmm. you have terrorized the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. People are not going to be outside. They're going to feel terrorized. So, yeah, that is a big thing. AP came out with this today, by the way. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, in the meantime, what has our little Congress been doing? The Biden administration, or Biden on Tuesday, approved a $1 billion arms sale to Qatar in the middle of the key World Cup 2022 match in Qatar. We're giving a lot of money to Qatar for in the whole soccer thing. And and it was a transaction unveiled during halftime. Hey, we're here at a sporting event and we're giving you a billion dollars in weapons. 
is that strange? Hmm. And then it turns comes out that Qatar wasn't even that big into soccer in the first place. They only held occasional games, if, hmm. if any. And they held them at the wrong time of year. They held them, it was so hot in the summer, right. they would hold them during the winter. All the European clubs said, we play during the summer. Okay, I guess we'll switch just for Qatar. So they did. Mm-hmm. All this money is changing hands at the highest levels. There's definitely a reason. Something guys. big is going on. Lots mm-hmm. of money happening. You know, a lot of people have been asking me, you know, have you been hearing something big is going to go on with banking 10 days or a couple of months of can't get to your funds? I guess I wouldn't put it past anything, but I did want to address it. And I know we only have a few seconds left, but. I've been hearing that for a long time, so I don't usually give in to that because I've heard it so often. It doesn't mean it couldn't happen. It's just that there's always something on the cusp. That's how they treated the election. Oh, something big's going to happen on the election. No, they just got away with more fraud. So I don't know. I don't believe those things pretty readily, and I don't know if anyone should. So I don't know. It could. It could. Thank you, Susan. You're welcome. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you tomorrow.